Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams, my podcast where we talk about all things womanhood, sisterhood, and we have conversations that encourage us to be the women of our dreams right now in the present. Y'all, I cannot believe that in March, way back in March, I did a five days of quarantine series as we sort of settled into this new pandemic reality. And here we are, smack in the middle of May, still at home, or at least, you know, we should be still at home, you know. It's crazy, like two months already, even longer than that, truly. But y'all, this has really settled in into our new normal. But over these days of social distancing, let me tell you, I have developed a pretty intimate relationship with my body hairs. I just have to say it, okay? As And I'm pretty sure like I'm not alone. I'm sure many of you guys have also developed a newfound relationship with your own body hairs. But for today's Rooted Conversation, I wanted to talk about the beast within us all, or if you're more fortunate, I guess, the peach within us all. So let's jump right into this week's Rooted Conversation. All right, so for some background, I first became curious about shaving, and I want to say about fifth or sixth grade, but I didn't actually start shaving until high school. And in high school, you know, it was pretty, pretty simple from ankle to groin, that's it, and then also, you know, the armpits. Then towards the end of high school, I don't don't really know what happened, but towards the end of high school, I started to shave the pubic area, specifically the mons pubis, the labia majora. And then like sometime in my undergrad years, I began to shave, you know, my happy trail, the booty cheeks and girls sometimes even, you know, around the booty hole. Okay. I think I have to blame swim jam. (laughs) And the other iconic pool parties that the Blaggies would throw. I have to blame y'all for my just dive into shaving everything, okay? I have to blame y'all because I was, we had to be in the in the cute little skimpy bikinis or whatever. But anyways, this relationship with body hair, I realized was pretty much an uninformed obsession that was fueled by low self-esteem, body image insecurities, and a whole lot of, whole lot of, whole lot of comparison, okay? So for this segment, I just wanted to take a quick moment. Actually, I always say quick and it's never that quick, but I want to take a moment to talk about the version or I guess to talk specifically to the version of me that was blindly shaving, blindly child, causing all sorts of unnecessary bumps, cuts, and abrasions because I just wanted to have, you know, Instagram um, Instagram baddie, shiny, shimmery, glistening legs, okay? First of all, I wish I came to the realization that my 4C texture hair 
was not limited to my scalp, okay? I wish I came to that realization much earlier in the beginning of my shaving journey um, because, you know, the shaving commercials, they always, they're always painted with sunflowers, lilacs, and daisy petals with some cool, calming beach, like Janae Aiko vibe, background music. But my shaving experience has always been more like a desert, you know, a desert filled with cactus, tumbleweeds, and thorns. And my theme music to shaving would be more like some 80s heavy metal type stuff. And to be honest, that's the type of energy I put into my shaving days. It was always like I was going to war with my legs, going to war with my pubic area. Like I was just fighting hard, just fighting hard for some smooth skin. And it just wasn't cute. It really wasn't cute. And it was all because I didn't I didn't really allow myself to believe that my 4C te- texture could not only be a definition of my hair on my scalp, but it actually defined the hair that was going to be, you know, all over my whole entire body. <laughs> so I probably should have put like a little warning before the episode that I was going to be talking about body hair, but it's normal. So I hope by this point, y'all aren't sensitive to these kind of um, conversation. But anyways, I recently realize, girl, that I too could have the whole Janae Eco-themed music narrating my shaving experience. But the step that I neglected and I really have grown to, to sit with and experience is that I had to learn to sit with, grow, and love my zigzaggy, coily, beautifully textured body hairs. And the Rona, and to be honest, the whole semester, child, the whole semester has given me all the time I needed to really get in touch with my hairy side, okay? Like, I have a hairy side, and I've learned it is quite interesting. It's like I've never seen before. I've learned so much, and... I hope in this segment I can just share a little bit of the things that I've learned over, well, really since January, like I said, but over this whole quarantine season when there's really no no need to shave, okay? So I haven't sit, shaved, like I said, I haven't shaved since January because why? Why, sis? For who? For who, girl? For who? And honestly, I, I just wanted to give my skin a break and a fresh new start. And I wanted to see, you know, I kind of wanted to see how bad it could get. You know, I wanted to see, could I be like, you know, what's that mystical creature? Sasquatch. Could it get like that? Like, I really was curious to see how serious it could get. And let me tell you, it is pretty earthy over here. Okay. Like I'm giving you Willow. I'm giving you, um, Eve, I'm giving you Adam and Eve, I'm giving you Forrest, I am giving you, you know, Forrest Gump when he went um, running for all those miles and, and miles, I'm giving you all of that growth, honey, let me tell you, growth, okay, if only the hair on my scalp could grow like the hairs I am seeing 
all over the place. But anyways, um, I'm completely unbothered, surprisingly, or actually not really surprisingly because hair is never something that really bothered me. But I am truly unbothered. The only thing is that I do have to like trim the genital area just because she already has a hard enough time breathing underneath panties and pants and all other sorts of garments throughout the day, you know, so I just want to keep it kind of like low cut in that area, but I I just trim just so just so she can breathe, you know, like she's trapped all like 24/7 damn near. Anyways, um Anyways, anyways, yeah, here we are. Here we are now, and I've been debating on how I want to come out of quarantine looking. Like, part of me wants to come out all grizzly mode, while another part of me wants to come out like newborn, newborn baby type of feel, type of energy, okay? But either way, girl, I've been reevaluating my hair removal methods for some time now, and especially now I'm trying to establish a healthier and calmer routine moving forward when it comes to hair removal. So I hope that for all of us, among all the things we have had to ponder Um, like to ponder over during this time and isolation, I hope that y'all have been in tune with your physical bodies. For me, I have taken advantage of this time to really observe my body and how it responds to the care that I give it, whether that's food, water, sleep, exercise, different energies, and so much more. Specifically with my hair, I have learned and discovered so much. And these discoveries have really assured me that I will never approach my hair removal routine the same again. Never. Like I've I've learned so much. So, for one, I realized that every patch of skin on my body grows its hair from head to toe. Top to bottom, okay? Back then, I didn't let my strands grow long enough to really see and appreciate where they wanted to go, the direction they wanted to take. Um, but when I started shaving like in high school, I just copied what all the white women on the, you know, on the little shaving cream bottles and in the commercials what they did, you know, one leg up on the tub, bringing the razor towards me, you know, how how they would drag it up from like their their ankle area to their knees yeah like that's how all the models do it so that's how I I've I just shaved that's how I started shaving when I got older I learned like you you shave in the direction that your hair grows but truly I was just accustomed especially because it it's a tiresome process you know so I just got accustomed to doing it the way I seen it done by the white ladies on the on the shaving cream bottles but anyways um if if, if, and only if I decide to return to my blade at, at the end of this, when it's time for me to go back outside, I'm kind of curious to see how my skin will like me consistently going the correct direction. You know, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of looking forward to it. But then again, I'm like, do I want to shave just to like, you know, try to be consistent with, with a, an appropriate method of shaving? I don't know. But another thing I realized is that I have to treat 
all my hair, all my bodily hairs, like I treat the hair on my scalp. You know, it seems to be a little bit of contradiction because of our Western beauty standards, which say that we want the hair on our scalp to grow exponentially and the hair everywhere else to pretty much disappear, right? But it's really not just a hair issue, it's a skin issue. And I think I can, I think like we could all agree that we want our skin everywhere to receive our tender love and care. So, I started to have like I I kind of switched my mindset to to think of my bodily hairs not as hair and not as like unwanted hairs but rather as part of my skin like it is my integumentary system. So I started to think of it more as skin and started to treat my skin better um in the hopes that you know I would have a better relationship with my hair. Okay? So like I said, you know, our beauty standards say one thing, but it's about hair, but it's really a skin issue. And I've I've been trying to really moisturize. I've been moisturizing all of my hairs, combing all of my hairs. Yes. Yes, it is what you thought. It is that serious sometimes, okay? So I've been moisturizing, combing, detangling and oiling my hair everywhere. And y'all Y'all, my skin feels so good everywhere, everywhere. Like they've, y'all, the way I've always imagined those like hairless mannequin like bikini models and like video girls, Instagram baddies, you know, they be in the smallest bikinis just looking like plastic like mannequins and the way I just have always imagined these hairless swimsuit models the way a breeze might feel over their porcelain smooth skin that thought like the way I imagine it to feel that is how I'm feeling now that is how like my follicles feel now even in beast mode like beastly and all and it's simply because All my hair, all my skin, all of my integument is hydrated, left alone to do its thing. Like I just leave it alone and it's moisturized. I've always had an issue with like having dry skin and like irritation, especially in the frequently shaved areas. But right now, like the way my legs would feel on like my best shaving or waxing or nairing or whatever the way that my legs would feel on like the freshest most perfect shave or hair removal day the way it would typically feel when I got those really good days which were very few and far between that is how my legs are feeling now as hairy as they are girl like that is how they are feeling and I don't know why it took like took me this long to come to this realization, but it's just one of my many quarantine appreciations, I guess. And I wish that younger me took time, like really took time and I didn't chase a status quo or rush into looking like everyone else because I feel like I'm only now going to be able to 
replenish and recover the skin on my body because of all of the abuse I have given it over the years, just like haphazardly shaving, going for waxes, like just so sporadically when it was spring break or just my birthday, just like very sporadically not being consistent with anything, just shaving in the car, on the go, like whatever it took, child, like I was not taking the time. And it's just because I was, I we didn't have the time, you know? So Ronisha, Ronaniqua, whatever we're calling her, she she's really given me the time to appreciate my bodily hairs. And I know it might sound small, but I hope that all of you are taking time to understand the intricacies of your unique body during this time as well. We got to know like deep down inside of us without a shadow of a doubt that we are uniquely and wonderfully made, right? We got to believe that and we have to feel that in our spirit. And that doesn't just go for our personality or our health needs, but also uniquely and wonderfully made in the direction of our hair growth, our texture, or our best method of hair removal. I want us to all be confident that what we need to do just might go against what everyone else is doing or what's advertised. So in this discussion that we've had, it's specifically tailored towards bodily hairs and hair removal, but that goes with every single detail of our physical being, of our emotional being. Like This is a time to really have some realizations, things you've taken for granted, things you probably never took the time to understand what, you know, what certain areas of your body needs. This is the time, okay? Um, wow, I really just rambled for a long time, but I'm just gonna <laughs> end it here. And y'all let me know, you know, like, I don't know, should I, should I shave? Like I've, I've really grown to love these, these kinky hairs on my kneecaps and stuff. Like they're, they're very comforting. They're very, very comforting and they're soft. They're soft now because they've, they've literally grown to a point like they've never seen a razor before. They're soft, they're moisturized. My skin underneath is, is like calm, not irritated, not bumpy. I don't know, y'all. Should I should I try to shave now that I found I don't know. I don't know. Y'all let me know. Um, but for now, <laughs> let's just hop right into our reflection point before I start getting even more graphic. Okay. Um this week's reflection point is really tough. But I cannot deny, as it's probably the truth for many of y'all, it has been the only thing on my mind for the past two weeks. And for a long time, but you know, especially the past two weeks. But anyways, I saw a post on Instagram And I'm going to quote it for you guys, and I'm going to tell you why, you know, I've decided to, well, not that I've decided, but I saw this quote and it just, it forced me into reflection mode, okay? So here's a quote. 
white people, what are you doing to make sure that you are raising children who won't kill mine? You know, of all the triggering, challenging, and courageous words that have been spoken, like in response to the continued brutality, mutilation, indecency, and straight-up hatefulness that is demonstrated in this country, this quote scared me. I'm going to try to be brief because I truly don't have the words and I am nowhere near being a parent, so I know I shouldn't really be talking about raising kids or anything like that, but this quote right here really like got my mind racing. Um... You know, of course, I I understand that we are naturally going to be more convicted about issues that directly concern us. And I try, I really do try to believe that people are innately good and teaching kindness and love should be enough. But it's not. It's just not enough. And I don't know how humanity and empathy is taught other than by example. And this quote really brought me to look at everyone sideways, especially my loved ones who are not people of color, but, you know, also myself. I'm asking myself, with all this hate in the world, I know it's creating a vault in my heart. And to be honest, it's creating room for judgment, for fear, My body, like my actual chromosomes and genes are adapting in defense mode. They're creating a defense mechanism to certain groups of people, to certain habits, to history, the way it's just repeated itself based off of, you know, the world we currently live in. And will my children inherit that defense mechanism? Well, truly, you know, will they inherit that mindset as a trait for survival? I don't know, but I hope so, because it is evident that this country isn't changing anytime soon. And as much as I try to take things case by case, day by day, I, I, I try so that I don't grow, grow cold and I don't forget God's promises, but it does not look good and I'm scared. I really am. If this country isn't changing anytime soon, then truly, truly this quote should scream at you. Because if this country isn't changing anytime soon, then what can even the best of white people or people non of people not of color? Is that a thing? I don't know, whatever. But truly, what can white people do to ensure that they are raising children who won't kill mine? I don't know. Like that quote, that question is just really just swirling in my head. I don't even know if I really got out my thoughts adequately about it. But essentially, I just want to challenge us all to reflect on our thoughts our behaviors, the words we say, our vocabulary, our everything. Like literally we have to analyze every fiber of our body 
from the most blatant of offenses to the smallest of microaggressions in everything we do, in everything we say, and in everything we think, because all of it is going to either, you know, perpetuate a narrative or challenge it. So I don't know. The quote really just got me stressed. I think stress is the best is the best word. Stress and afraid. Um and it's just scary. It's just really scary. I wanna say I don't know. I don't have anything else to say, but you know, with this segment, I just try to share something that I've been reflecting on, something that has challenged me in hopes that it will cause you who's listening to be more reflective, even if it's not over the specific quote, but this specific season, this, this society that we live in, I think we all it's like especially now need to be more reflective about the issues and the racism that is so prevalent in America. So no matter what quote is going to do it for you, no matter what what image, video, I don't know what is going to do it for you particularly. There's been many things that have done it for me. This quote just made me like shift my perspective and got me really like on another cloud with my analysis and my anxiety, but that's neither here or there. I'm just challenging us all to reflect on what we can do and how we can impact change in our families and our future offspring and future spheres of influence. Okay. Wow. That was a heavy reflection points. I don't even know. Like these transitions are going to be so bad, but we are here in the last segment, which is my favorite, our guide shine, which is, I guess, quite appropriate after today's reflection point because it's an opportunity for good news. Guide shine is always going to be something positive, always something uplifting and empowering to, to shine light on a woman or or a group of women in this case and group of people even more broadly. Um, who are just doing the damn thing, okay? So today's Guy and Shine is going to the graduates of various Zoom universities all across the country, okay? To start the list, you know I have to start it with my little sister, whom y'all know and love, as she has been a co-host on this podcast before, but she, my dear, my sweetheart, she graduated from the University of Houston and also my, I guess, adopted, she's basically my my little sister as well. Rachel graduated from Texas A&M, my Nigerian princess, braiding queen, Tamara, she graduated as well. My longtime right hand, my rider die, Emily, she just finished too. Shoot, I even graduated, okay? 
I graduated with my master's degree in biomedical sciences. And there are just so many, so much more of y'all who have graduated from a law school. I see y'all like these law school baddies. Oh, God. Like, ugh. Like, I, I'm just like in love when I see all y'all's images and your posts with your books and, you know, your heels and your suits. I'm just like, yes. But anyways, many of y'all graduated from law school, nursing school, medical school, and I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of black excellence spilling everywhere. Like, you can't even run from it, okay? These graduations announcements are also extra special and sacred, in a sense, because for many of us, For many, many of us, it has been the only source of light in this season. It has been the only good news on our timeline. Political news, a mess. Health news, a mess. Racial, social issues, a mess. Everything is just seems to be in shambles. But you guys, like graduating in the midst of all of this, and on top of that, like, from home, like having to just demonstrate the amount of discipline and I'm just speechless. Y'all, y'all have just been spreading so much positivity through your accomplishments and through your this milestone in particular. So to all the graduates, may God truly like may he over, over, over bless you guys for the for just for your blessing being a blessing in our lives. You feel me? So thank you guys. Shout out to all the graduates for finishing strong despite this raggedy, raggedy world we are living in. Shout out to y'all. And that's it. That is it. We have come to the end of another episode of Rooted with Yams. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I have a a brief little announcement. I probably should have said it in the beginning of the episode or at the top of the episode, but we're here now. So you guys, I have an official Instagram page for the podcast. I did this for many reasons. My goal was to do it over spring break so that I can come back to school and finish strong for real, for real. But, you know, things didn't things didn't happen like that. So I finally just like ripped my list when it came to my expectations and of how I wanted the Instagram page to look like. I just ripped that up and just did it. I finally did it. I stopped holding on to it. And so I have an official Instagram page where we will refer to for information for the podcast um, for, you know, I will post, I'll share, I'll do most of the marketing stuff from the official Instagram page, which is easy. It is the name of the podcast, except with no spaces. So it's rooted with yams, period. Well, no period. Oh my gosh, I'm making this more confusing. Okay. It is rooted with yams. That's it. So if you type in at rooted with yams in Instagram, you will see the official Instagram page. Partially, I did not want my personal um, Instagram to be on public, but I, I've recently learned that 
a lot of y'all listen and don't necessarily like know me like that. So aren't my friends on Instagram. So I just wanted to have like a public platform, a public um, visual kind of digital space for the podcast. And I chose Instagram because Instagram is easy for me. It's simple and it is kind of my favorite platform at the moment. So yes, follow your girl on Instagram for all the podcast goodness and I'm excited like I'm excited to add posts to add to my highlights and all of that and of course you guys know you can dm me now if you have you know concerns questions or requests for the podcast dm that page not my personal page I'm putting my personal page back on private because these no matter what the world is going through, these some of these dudes, they still find a way to be nasty. Like, they still find a way. So I just, like, it's very, it's, it's very annoying. I'm way too old for, for some of the stuff that comes with having a public page. So I'm going to keep my personal Instagram on private. The the podcast one will be on public. Whoever wants to be on there, come on, come on, join the party. Okay. So that's about it. If you want to reach me out, reach out to me, you know, the more official traditional route, you know, my email rootedwithyams at gmail.com. Very simple. And that's about it. Maybe I'll be on more platforms soon. That's the goal. But for now, Instagram, email, that is the best way to contact me. If you have not already, make sure you share this episode with somebody. Um, what else? Rate it on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's really it. Just do it. Just put, put the amount of stars you like and keep it pushing. It takes less than five seconds, okay? If you're on SoundCloud, go ahead, comment your thoughts. I love reading the SoundCloud comments. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so it's so cool because on Apple Podcasts, you cannot really comment back immediately. You have to like go out your way and email or DM me. But on SoundCloud, you can just comment right there. It's so cool. So definitely leave your feedback. I always love it. I love constructive criticism as well. I'm here for it all. So talk to your girl, okay? But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll see y'all again sometime hopefully this month okay bye bye